Hey guys. For fans of the Real Movie Lovers podcast that I host with the awesome Fahad, this is a spinoff series, Real Talk, where I discuss movies and TV shows more extensively and how art imitates life, imitates art. And for today, our episode is going to be on season six, episode one of Black Mirror. We're going to be diving into Joan is Awful. Spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. Black Mirror is basically about technical advances and technology and how it's good and bad for us. Some episodes are nice and sweet. Some episodes are dark. Uh, This one was a bit of a combination. It was funny as well. We open up on Joan, played by Ann Murphy, who has questionable hair taste, in my opinion. I mean, the blonde streaks aren't really doing it for me, but it does make her stick out and is a focal point for me. Throughout the whole episode. So we see that Joan lives in an awesome house. She has a a great fiance named Krish. Who is cooking for her. Serves her food. Yes please. (laughs) Go ahead Joan. All right, I see you. And then she gets a couple of. uh, Interesting text messages. A little shady. And that's kind of the end of it. She kind of just ignores them. So we find out that Joan basically works as a middleman for one of those faceless, nameless corporations. And she has to basically fire somebody because you need a fall guy. That's what the middlemen are, or person, the middle people. The firing doesn't go well. It's a bit awkward. I mean, Joan's not enjoying it at all. Not really a great time at work today. Then Joan goes to her therapist where she divulges that although Krish, her fiance, is sweet and thoughtful and nice, he's a bit even his food isn't seasoned, apparently. Dude, basil, garlic powder, onion powder, something. She goes further and she says that her ex, Mac, and her, they had wild times. And it was pretty steamy. She isn't all the way over him. Um, you have a fiance, but you're not over your ex. I smell trouble. As she's leaving her therapist, she receives another text message. Guess from who? Mac, her ex, who invites her to get together. And she agrees to go to dinner with her ex without letting her fiance know. The same ex, she's not all the way over. I do not recommend. I do not recommend. She meets him. They talk about, I guess, old times. And she reminds him how he broke her heart, how it wasn't too good, and that she's in a relationship now. She's getting, you know, she's engaged, but she's not that convincing, which is why I guess Mac went in for the kiss that she did not resist, by the way. So they end up kissing, and then she kind of breaks away, and she's like, whoa, 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 no, this is, this is not happening. Technically, it already happened, Joan. You've already crossed the barrier, but okay. So nothing further happens. She leaves. 
but the dirt has been done. Fast forward to that evening. She's all cuddled up with her man, Chris. They're on the couch. He even cooked for her and added salt this time. They're getting relaxed. And then they're like, oh, let's turn on some TV. And what do they see? Streamberry. I said, Streamberry. Did you get it? You, you got it, right? You, you got it. They immediately see the show, Joan is Awful, starring Salma Hayek, who, I gotta be honest, is pulling off the blonde streaks a lot better than Joan is. Just saying. Chris is like, oh, let's watch this. I'm all about it. And they hit, they hit play. And lo and behold, it's a mirror of Joan's house. Um, her neighborhood, her car, even her job, all of the events that happened that day, we're seeing on the show. And Joan is starting to freak out because it's feeling very creepy because obviously if you were to turn on the television and everything that you had done that day, including how your house looked or how your room looked or what you ate or the toothpaste that you used, you would also start freaking out. I know that I would. At the same time, you're Everyone else is starting to watch it. Her ex is watching it. Krish is trying to comfort her until we get to the part of the day where she's talking to her therapist. Now, what you guys have to understand is not only is this clocking her day, it's exaggerating it and exaggerating her as a person is making her look like garbage. When she goes to the therapist in the show, Salma Hayek, and talks about her hot, steamy sex life with her former flame versus her wah, 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 vanilla life with her fiance. Oh, man. Like, I, you could see the man dying inside, like, crushed. Like, oh, uh, I, I felt so bad. He doesn't want to hear anything. And to be fair, Joan has no argument she has no defense but he's in the car ready to go ready to leave joan she's like no no please don't please don't and he's like okay and he says the five words let me see your phone i think we both know that joan didn't do that it was all like some really bad nightmare and the next day the nightmare continues joan goes into work where she's being like gawked at and shamed because everyone has seen the show and since the show put her in the most negative light exaggerating every situation to the umpteenth degree including that kiss because I mean it was already bad the first time I watched it but when Sama Hayek's version it looked a lot more steamier and worse and the added words oh yeah they played it up Apparently, they did such a good job that when she was firing the employee in the show, the NDA was breached, even though it really wasn't Joan who breached it. It was Salma Hayek who breached it. But it was enough cause for corporate to fire her because corporate finds a way. Corporate always finds a way. Joan goes to visit her lawyer, um, who she had told about everything, getting ready, like, let's sue them. Let's, you know, stop this. The lawyer basically tells her that she has no case. I'm sorry, what? She agreed to allow them to use her life. How? Why? 
when when she signed the terms and conditions guys we have got to start reading these terms and conditions is this a warning from the writers like do we need to pay more attention to this because i gotta tell you i don't think anyone i know has ever read the terms and conditions of anything we could be agreeing to give away our organs for free and not even know it i don't like where this is going joan suggests suing salma hayek then if you can't go after the platform go after the actress another problem that's not really salma hayek it is a computer generated version of salma hayek because the real actress licensed her digital image to the company to use however they seem fit in fact the entire world is ai generated it does not even exist. It's not a real set. It's all computers. Think about that for a second. That's thousands of jobs done, gone. No producer, no writer, no director, no actors, no makeup, no makeup artist, no prop master, no stunt coordinator, no assistants, no PAs. You don't even need craft services at this point. No one's gonna eat. So Joan is like, trying to wrap her head around this and she's like well how is it that everything is exact how is the ai able to mimic the way her bed looks her house her job y'all ready for this next part let's say that you and i were having a conversation and you were talking about oh i need some new sunglasses the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to go back on your phone mind your own business and all of a sudden you're going to be getting fed ads for sunglasses because the phone is listening so just like with that the phone is also listening to joan like it's like somehow it's this ai is not only listening but it can like see which is also why the episode is happening in real time because when joan broke up with her boyfriend in the she came back in the house in the show Salma Hayek had just broken up with her boyfriend and come back in the house. So it was happening in real time. That is some very fast advanced creation. I think this is a perfect segue actually into the WGA and SAG AFRA. Af after. SAG AFRA. I just say it, I just say SAG, but y'all know what I mean. The strike. The strike that's happening. The strike that's has put everybody on notice and has put a halt to everything. One of their stipulations is the use of AI and how they're trying to kind of cut out creators with it. There have been ideas being floating around about having an AI create an entire show and then hiring just one writer to come in and edit it. And as efficient as that sounds, the truth is that having a writer's room with people from different backgrounds, different experiences, different insights coming together to write, it really brings great character development, originality into the series, into these who, who these people are. Not that one writer alone isn't talented, but you do get a better feel for a world, especially if we're talking a television series, multiple characters being written and, and, and explored. For my show, Zombie Chronicles, for season two, we brought in a writing, we had a writer's team, we had a writer's room, and we were able to expand the universe, expand the characters. Um, there were uh, insights and, and, and views and ideas that came from the writers that helped enhance the story. So I am a 
fervent, fervent supporter of this. Just saying. But that's just on the writing end. On the acting end, what they want to do is scan actors. Um, maybe not to the level of Will Smith, but who knows? Uh, more of less, less, less known actors. Scan them once, pay them one time, like a rate of like two hundred dollars, and have ability to use their image indefinitely, and they would never get paid off the future use. I'm sorry, what? So you would scan me, pay me two hundred dollars if I were an actor and then put me in Jurassic Park 10 in the background, but I don't get paid for that because you own my image now and you already paid me the one little time. If you don't think that's madness, I don't know what to tell you, but that's what they want to do. And as a matter of fact, they've already started. They've already started scanning actors. Okay, I know I got on a bit of a tangent here, but I did forewarn you that this was a segue. All right, let's segue back in. Bottom line. Jonas my girl lost her lost her fiance Krish she lost her job the way things are going she may eventually lose her house she's kind of hated and known everywhere at this point because everybody's watching Streamberry so where does she go ex-boyfriend Mac Jonas emotional all right she's going through a lot right now and they start making out things start getting hot and heavy bedroom doesn't happen he can't perform. Poor Joan. She can't even blow off no steam. Can't even get none at this point. My girl is destitute. She gets an idea. A nasty idea. The next day, Joan literally purchases like a bag of cheeseburgers from some fast food place. Like five or six. And she eats them. Like, ooh eats them like struggles but she eats them and then follows it up with a bottle of laxative throws on a cheerleader's outfit heads down to a church and in the middle of a wedding ceremony lets loose in the middle of the aisle <laughs> i know she's desperate but i don't know if i would have been desperate enough to do this however i'm not in this situation so i cannot speak she gets arrested and my girl's laughing because she's just like, Sama Hayek is going to hate this. Her plan works. Sama Hayek is livid. She goes to her lawyer and is like, okay, we're suing them. We got to do something, blah, 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 blah. And the lawyer basically relays to her the same information that was relayed to Joan. You agreed to this. You're screwed. Can't do anything. Hands tied. So Sama Hayek goes and finds Joan and goes to her house. Sama Hayek and Joan sit down and have a conversation. This conversation feels like it's the writer calling out everything that is wrong with streaming. Almost like a call to arms to gear up, which is interesting how this episode drops in the middle of a writer and actor strike. Almost as if it was planned. One of the more memorable lines from their conversation is when they, when Sam Hayek says, they have taken a hundred years of cinema and diminished it into an app. They're being real clear right now. <laughs> so the two women realize that the CEO, Mona Javadi, is the problem. She is the one that's fueling this show. And they're like, oh, we got to take her down. So they go and they manage to 
sneak into Netflix. I'm sorry. I mean, Streamberry headquarters. Can we just admire how at 56, Salma Hayek is pulling off a yellow jumpsuit flawlessly? They managed to sneak into the office of Mona Javadi, our villain, who is conducting an interview with a reporter and expressing, uh, you know, her happiness over the success of the show. And the reporter points out, why so negative? Why can't it be more enlightened and happy? CEO Mona says they tried that. Brian is awesome. Didn't go well. Didn't track well because apparently we as an audience respond more to drama, to tragedy. I mean, have you seen the reality show options out here? Makes sense. In her words, the mesmerized horror of the things that would scare us or alarm us or the things we don't like about ourselves is what holds our attention even more. And she expands that they plan to do a version of Joan is Awful tailored specifically to each of one of the 843 million subscribers. Everybody getting their own show. Fortunately for Joan um, and Salma, they overhear her saying that the machine that governs all this and creates all this is just down the hall. That's where the ladies go. And they run into Michael Sarah, who isn't really a security guard. He kind of like, you know, just mans the the shows. He's, he's in front of a bunch of screens. His character name was Beppe. So not really much to go off of. But I kind of like the name Beppe. <laughs> And it is him that gives us our plot twist for this episode. Y'all ready? He informs Joan that she, in fact, is not the real Joan. Bruh. She herself is a AI-created character. Her world is AI-created. And she is depicting the life of Source Joan, the real Joan. Did y'all get that? Y'all probably got that. Y'all probably quicker than me. Basically, there are layers. So the real source Joan has been watching this Joan 2.0, Annie Murphy, depict her life. We've been following a fake simulation the whole time. We haven't been following the real life. Boom, nailed it. Joan 2.0, who I'm going to call her now from now on. Joan 2.0 gets an axe. She gets inside um, with, the, uh, with the machine and... They're like, don't, you know, don't do it. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to destroy thousands of AI created characters like yourself who think that they're real. Joan 2.0 is standing there. She's thinking, she comes to the realization that if I'm standing here, that means that the real Joan stood here and she already made her choice. This is her choice to make. And then she's like, she made her choice and she destroys the machine. And then we, we kind of uh, see as she's destroying it. Her, her, her physique, her image is changing. It's like digitally changing to, sh to show the different worlds that are being affected as she's doing it. And then we get to meet Source Joan, real Joan, who is being taken away by the police for destroying Streamberry property. And we see her celebrity partner in crime, Ann Murphy. I know I've been saying Ann Murphy and it's Annie Murphy. Sorry, Annie Murphy. Roll credits. Now, there are some 
mid during credit scenes where it shows we see get to see the source Joan. She is out of custody. Uh, she has a house arrest anklet on and she's sitting in her therapist's office talking and the therapist asks her, do you now feel like the main character in your own story? And Joan says, yes. Cut to Joan has opened up her own coffee shop and Annie Murphy visits her with her own house arrest anklet. And that's the end. Final thoughts. This was a top-notch episode for me. Concept, the storyline, the characters, acting, production design, the dialogue, it all works so well seamlessly. Sama Hayek's portrayal of Joan was to express that it was television and super exaggerated like it was done very well this is now in my top five of favorite episodes for Black Mirror now I will say I've seen a lot of comments on the internet talking about AI and how you guys don't believe that some of the stuff could happen uh, chat GPT the way it writes is just rudimentary it's not good but that's today's version, guys. Today's version. What will it look like a year from now? Five years from now? It will eventually catch up. Just last week, the article, Deadline Release, says Netflix backlash over AI product manager job post that offers up to $900 thousand dollars 100k amid actors and writers strikes seeking ai protections so <laughs> um in the middle of a strike where actors and writers they're not being felt like they're being heard they're being um not being paid well they're being taken advantage of and they're concerned about ai's inclusion you have Netflix going out of its way to hire someone <laughs> to develop AI at a very luxurious salary. It's a basic slap in the face. <laughs> like they just posted this. Um, they're making it very clear. <laughs> they don't care. Rob Delany, who was one of the actors in the episode that we just watched. And this is his quote. He said, so 900K a year per uh, soldier in their godless AI army when that amount of earnings could qualify 35 actors and their families for the SAG after health insurance is just ghoulish. He said, having been poor, and rich in the business, I can assure you, there's enough money to go around. It's just about priorities. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys think I'm making this up, I went on Netflix myself and saw the job. It's real, guys. It's real. They are, they, they're coming. And maybe you guys don't even care. Um, some of you maybe don't even watch TV or movies that way. You don't think it's important. But AI ran through the music industry and changed that. It's running through the entertainment industry. Like, it's going to run through all the industries. And to be fair, it has affected us even before. 
because think about factory work and what and how many jobs that used to provide so it's it's not new I feel like it's more of a Pandora's box that we've opened where it can't really be closed and go back to the way things used to be and these advances aren't all bad like there have been some wonderful inventions and things that have made things better for people um, lifespans quality of life so you know it's it's not it's not horrible but the more we advance I feel like every time we get further in one way like we're losing something else <laughs> about ourselves and our uh, society and how we you know anyway enough of my tangents if you enjoyed hanging out with me today talking about this I'd love for you to you know like the video subscribe leave a comment I would love to talk to you guys do you think do you agree with me um, are you concerned about AI? Do you think this whole thing is stupid? Do you even like this black mirror? Are we doomed? Are we are we already in the matrix? Is any of this real? Eh, later.